when I visit my parents after 20 years of marriage, they're still like, but what will your husband eat? You've cooked food and you've put it in the fridge, yeah? Men love pandering to women's, like a beautiful woman's needs because it makes them feel like they're hero. Hello, my name is Rina Dipti Annabil, aka Mommy Imperfect. You're listening to the sisterhood of Mommy Imperfect, and it is TPP time. Fair enough. That's right. The power panel is back together because it's the end of the month, and for the next hour, we're going to be discussing news and entertainment stories from the past couple of weeks. So stick with us for some filter-free girl chat with our thisy slant on things as usual. Today, we're going to be discussing changing your name after marriage. Women do it all the time. So why is it such a big deal when Brooklyn Beckham took on his wife's surname? We're talking makeup. Are women turning away from it since the pandemic started? And why is it that one in three women alter their behaviour on dates to make men feel more powerful? So let me introduce my panel so we can get straight into all of that. It's Romy and Kira. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hello. So, okay, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, so first tell me, would a rose by any other surname be a sweet or smell a sweet, whatever the hell that saying is? Listen, because <laughs> basically... <laughs> you know where you were going with that. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I got that wrong. Don't worry about that. We're talking about Brooklyn Beckham, who got married to model Nicola Peltz earlier this month. And so he confirmed that his name is now Brooklyn Peltz Beckham. So he's put his wife's surname as the middle name. Okay, so women have obviously been changing their surnames for centuries. And while some women do retain their last name or they double barrel it, you know, it is unusual to see a man take on his wife's name in any capacity, right? I mean, it does make a lot of sense, especially if they're public figures. But do you think this should be the way forward? Is this true equality? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I think it's just traditionally you know when you got married you you know back in the day you you just took on your husband's name I never gave it to I never thought about it twice it's just something that's been happening for centuries but now I would definitely uh I definitely encourage my girls to consider and my son actually to consider having a double barrel name I think it's pretty cool um Okay, that's, But like I said, yeah. I never thought about it, but it's just been happening for centuries. So only because, you know, you you kind of became your husband's betrothed, you know, husband to, um, became your husband's, not property, but, you know. You did, kind of met, once upon a time you did. You, you did, yeah, in, the, in did. the patriarchal society, right? That's how it was. Yeah. Like, first you were your, yeah. your dad's property and then you were your husband's. I mean, it's interesting that you didn't think about it at all because... I thought about it, Romy, I'm telling you, like, we literally had arguments about this because I was like, oh, "Oh, I really like my surname, like my surname was Prasad, and I was really like, oh, Rina Prasad, and, you know, I really liked it, and I was like, oh, I want to double barrel, I just really, I want to double barrel it, I don't want to let go of that, and he was like, oh, no, but please, please, because, you know, we all need to have the same surname when we have children, and it just means so much to me and all this, and I was like, you know, the deal that we reached was okay, I will take your surname, but our children have to have Indian names that are going to be picked by me. And Ooh, that's that. That's so so that was my co- arrangement. That was our compromise. And, you know, 
I don't know, sometimes I do feel like, oh my God, my, my old surname, because, you know, it's I have mixed feelings because like my dad you know we ha- he hasn't got any sons um and I thought oh no I want that and also it's like you've been this surname for so long right and that's your identity I'm not gonna lie I have actually kept like a few things with the old surname like one <laughs> one bank account <laughs> you know just for like a <laughs> just I don't know I just have nostalgia, I just, nostalgia stroke escape purposes not really um I you know I've <laughs> I just kept it like that and I just thought I couldn't be bothered to change everything so some things still are that name and I like it because even if it's like a random store card or something it's like I I don't know I couldn't let go of that completely but then the mixed feelings I find that weird I find that weird because if I if I still get like um a letter and it's in my maiden name yeah I find that really weird I thought oh my I find it like oh my god that's what I forgot to change I, just, I find it quite jar not jarring I find it like quite surprising that there's oh my god seeing it pr- in print because it's not it's I've not seen it in so long. I think I've been a bandal more than longer than I was a duel. Yeah, because you've been married for a long time now, right? You got married when yeah. you were what, 23? Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, in a couple in a year or two I will be. Yeah, it'll be equal, I suppose. Yeah, so not quite yet, but nearly there. Yeah, but that's that's a quite I mean, in this day and age it's young to get married, right? In modern yeah, days, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, you're you're so yeah. young. You're tw-. like Brooklyn Beckham was 23." And even me, I was like, oh my God, isn't he young to be getting married? But it's yeah, it's actually definitely. not really, you know, like obviously you oh, are. I don't, know. I don't I, the thing is you got married at 23. Well, you know my sister got he married at 23. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's obviously, he was obviously ready to get married. But no, I think it's pretty cool that he, but you know, I, you know, when I read the article that it was, it wasn't really um, an easy route to, to, so he had to change his name by deed poll. Um, it's not exactly easy to do that. Obviously, it's um, for the normal person. It's something that you'd have to pay for, and and for women and, and for women, it's just it, there's you know you don't need to do that, right? It's it's your marriage certificate that changes it for you. Yeah, because so the... I think they should change that for the for the men that want to take on their wife's surname. I think it should be made easier for them. It's a bit archaic, isn't it? It's a really old rule and that needs to be looked at but I think when as more and more this is still quite like a new thing I think only the minority probably think to take on their wife's name or even have a double I think it's still the majority is that you take on your husband's name but as that changes in the next five to ten years I think the rules will Mm. change and it will follow and it will become it'll become one of those things that's you know that's adapted to the way society is and the way it thinks and stuff but I think it's a a good and positive um you know mm. i think it's good Gireth, what do you think mm. about it would you change so your I name i think about this really differently because i'm not married and mm. um, and i've had my surname so i think 20 years ago if i was going to get married i would have had no issue changing it for me it's neither here nor there it's about the person um but yeah i think because it was the accepted I would have always done it. And I think even now, if I got married, for me, it's neither here nor there. It's more about the person that's getting married and the values that you move forward with. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's like, but I've been at my surname now for over 40 years. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? Yeah. So I, I, at 20, at 23, at 24, would I have had an identity as strong as the one that I have now? So now, would I think about it? I'd probably keep, if I got married now, if I changed my surname, I don't know, but I'd probably keep my public name, my public name. 
um, mm. because that's how so the circles that I work in move in. That's how everybody knows me. Mm. But I think for us, it's like the feudal system also helped us in, you know, how we love tracing our ancestry and stuff like that. If we didn't have the system of like taking on your surname, your husband's name, and then, you know, you wouldn't be able to trace your ancestry and things like that now. Mm. But unless we have all these electronic records now and have access to knowing what your ancestry and who changed their name to who and did whatever, you wouldn't be able to trace that. So because I like that kind of that ancestry side of it, you see the benefits of having a system. Mm, I, d- I didn't think of that. Be... I didn't think of it actually like that. I didn't think of that, no. Yeah, but, you, you know, the system should be, it doesn't shouldn't treat women unfavourably, no. is the point. And I, I don't have an issue with a man and, or a woman taking on each other's name. I, you know, my former manager once, um, I remember when she was getting married, she was telling us about her, she, um, her husband's name was something she really didn't like and they tossed a coin or did something stupid like that to decide... Hi, Catherine, if you're watching, um, they're listening. But, um, <laughs> so, um, and, you know, she was like, I am not calling my son. And, and literally they did something really stupid to decide who's taking on whose surname. Oh, wow. um, but that was a, like an, like, and this we're talking, that's like over 10 years ago. So that is quite a, um, that was a healthy conversation then. I think in our community, though, we still have hang-ups about stuff. People will happily take on double-barreled names in our community, because that whole feudal thing, Girepind, the last son, carrying on the family name, is still within certain circles important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. within Sikhi, though, you're not supposed to have a surname. Ex- surname. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. God and just sing. That's it. That's right? it. But again, with the surname, it helps, you know, like in a mass. In the, you know how we are we're not living in a bind anymore we, everyone's just a call or a sing and it's a hundred people in a bind it, you know we're like living in the thousands and the millions now how do you identify one from another um, so the surname while we shouldn't have it as a sick it helps differentiate but it, yeah it's like for me it's neither here nor there I think it's between a husband and wife but I think wider society needs to accept that it doesn't mean anything it needs to be equal um, I know one of my former partners, you both know, um, was like, I don't want you doing this double barreled thing. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, you're going to marry me yet? You're going to marry me yet? <laughs> Before you start deciding. But things like that were obviously an issue mm. for him. <clears throat> that, you know, in terms of like how he thought about things. And and I was like, well, get over other stuff first before we even get to that discussion. If that's an issue. yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's an issue for more men than you think because... Not all men are like, oh, yes, you know, equality, I'll take it on. So a lot of them are like, uh, no, we're going to be one family. I don't want to change my name, you know. Like my own husband was like, uh, I don't think he would have double-barreled his name to my name. Plus, he actually had a double-barrel surname. And then what was it going to be? Like triple-barreled? Like, were we going to go around like triple, quadruple-barreled people or something? That's just weird. So, um, and, But there yeah, is a sense but of... he, But his double-barrel surname, I actually... We found out that he didn't need to use the double barrel bit. It could just be Annabelle. And then, I mean, to be honest, I'm not being mean, but it was, it was, I'm not going to say what the surname was, but it was kind of fodder for bullying. And um, it was, and then we, we actually dropped that. So when we dropped it, I was like, oh my God, thank you. This surname is actually quite nice now. And, um, you know, I don't mind. Like, it, I, I like the surname. 
I like his surname. And I think if he had some really bizarre surname, I maybe would have pushed harder to just be like, do you know what? You just keep that name. I'll keep my name. Thanks. Uh, because no, you know, I think it, I think it helps when they have a nice surname. <laughs> but I do think there is a sense of like, you have a family name, there's a sense of belonging. You are part of something. Yeah. Yeah. There is something, you know, so there's like pros and cons as well. And you know, everyone wants the independence. I want to be me and I want to be I, and I want to be this, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a part of something as well. Mm. Especially if it's a part of something nice in a sense of belonging. Mm. What the name is doesn't necessarily matter. But sometimes a shared something is nice too. And I think, mm. you know, we're so sometimes in the community, in the world we live in today, we're so like I, I, I. If we forget the we and the us and that we don't, we can't do anything by ourselves. That we're, you know, a family and a husband and a wife are a team. You know, mm. so for me, you know, with, with the Peltz Beckham it's it's you know good on them like for me I'm really happy with that it's like that's really really nice and I think I think maybe with us as women um when we were younger we'd like I don't know if you you guys did it but you know when you like you romanticize with your surname or when you practice a signature of the person that you fancy your your new surname it was kind of (laughs) almost romanticized right at some point um (laughs) so it was it, it was so accepted it wasn't seen as you were. Um, it, it wasn't seen that you, you, you know, you were like forced to take someone's surname. No, you wanted to. You are practicing you the signature. To. You're like, I want to be. Yeah, be it, it that kind of thing. Be it. You're practicing yeah, the signature I of. A, you, I didn't even exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So, mm. so it's like it depends on how you view it yourself. It depends on how you feel. If you think you're being forced to do something you don't want to do it, do don't do it. If you if you're happy to do it because you don't mind being part of a team, it's okay. And I really feel like you know. I think if I were to get married now, um, I'd probably take on the guy's surname for the reason that I said. But publicly, I'd still keep. keep mm. And I know, I know, I name. know a lot of women who who do that. Like at work, they're still their maiden name, and then but they they have actually changed their name um, with you know with the marriage certificate and everything like that. So yeah, I I do get that. I do get that. <laughs> I mean, even the, I mean, the, isn't, didn't famously the Prince Philip also was really upset that the Queen kept her maiden name, right? Oh, she yes, kept Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. But then she, she changed her name only like years after her coronation, I think. Yeah, I think it, it wasn't until 1960 that she actually, because he was so deeply upset about it, that she changed it to Mountbatten Windsor. And I think, um, so even obviously mm. he was obviously mm. quite upset about it and, that's what I'm saying. And and people, for men us, today still are going to be upset about that kind of thing. A lot of them, not all of them. Yeah. But then, so wouldn't we as women feel like, we, we feel like we've already had so much taken away from us. If you somebody decide, now we're trying to gain stuff and we're fighting for that. But if somebody was to take another part of our femininity or our female, whatever, away from us, we'd be upset. They probably feel, you know, we're taking away a bit of their masculinity mm. And and you know, and of course they're going to be upset. It's is it is it not a natural reaction from many many men if you're taking away something that they've had on you know like accepted for years, centuries, you know, millennia. Mm. That's the way it happened, and that's the way it worked for them. It it is unstabling, and and you people have to accept that as well. It's human nature, right? Mm. And I think. We forget human nature. We start sticking talking about rules and things and how it should be, but 
people have feelings. Yeah, yeah. No, and no, we're gonna men, men have feelings too. You can't ignore that, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and obviously, men and women process things differently. And we're gonna like proper like go through that in a bit actually with the with the one of the other topics. But um, I just remembered actually that like with my surname, um, you know, I was so like, oh no, it needs to be Prasad, and I need to keep it this and stuff. And then like. I think my dad was like, oh, doesn't matter anyway, because that's not our original surname anyway. So you're like, your granddad just started using it. So who actually cares? And then, you know, like he was very like chilled. My dad is quite chilled about a lot of things like that. And he's just like, you know, and sometimes he'll refer to us by our surnames on oh, Mrs. This, Mrs. That. And he finds it really funny. And he's just, and, and even like, yeah, he's just relaxed about certain things. And then that made it like, oh, who cares anyway? It's not like oh, we're not part of the family or, you know. I think that's really important. If your family have a mindset that's like, we don't really care, they're not precious, but some families are so precious mm. that we are, we are, we are, you know. Mm. Um, and like, I know my Bawaji who, who recently passed away, like her family that she got married, she was very proud of being her surname and her family. She's, you know, she was very proud to have taken on her new surname and she always used to say well I'm whatever and our family this and our family that it was like that mm. so you know some women take it on and champion yeah, it yeah it, it, it's you know yeah and my grandmother was the same and so this is the thing in like I think older generations when women moved on they accepted it and they championed it like I remember Naniji you know like she even to a dying day yes she had her you know, she's still had, you've still got one of my one grandmother's brothers alive in Canada, but she came from a very wealthy family and she married into a very poor family. That's just the way it was for her. And she accepted it as that was her kismut, her fate. She accepted, took it on, championed it. And even when like she went to India last, to the Bind at last, you know, she was a very fr- proud, you know, um, we've got like a, don't know what it is. I don't know how to call it. I had to, to say it, but um, in the bind, there's there's a you know a standing with our my mum's surname, and she's very proud of it. And she had a picture of him on, in her wall. And my grandfather's passed away. Passed away twenty years ago while we were at uni. You know, she's got a picture of him on the wall, and she's very proud to be married into that family. Mm. So, but remember, it was no issue. They, they, they used to get married quite young and like we're talking about like you got married at 23 mommy yeah. like, and and for you it's been like 40 plus years since you've had this cinema and you've established yourself yeah. with this I think that's quite different as well like when you establish yourself like you know to make your name isn't it like you make your name yeah and you've done that but and you've she, done your career and everything I think that's quite yeah. different from like you know you're going straight in as a new young bride and it's I think you're more. I don't. Do you know you've what I mean? Got life ahead of you. Yeah, there. that's you've it. Got life ahead of you when you're marrying it. But things, my grand, she's very proud of her own father because, as a you know, that whole caste system that isn't supposed to be, and he battered that down and went and bought a farm, <laughs> you know, to become right. you know like that whole to break those barriers okay. down. She was so she was very proud of both sides, but she was her new surname, mm-hmm. and that was her family, and that's you know they. It was very. Like, nowadays, we question everything. They didn't. They accepted it. And there was some kind of peace with that, I think. Yeah. That they had. Yes. Different times, isn't it? Different times, yeah. Um, okay, so I want to just move on to something a little bit more frivolous now, which is makeup. <laughs> so, <laughs> totally different. It's not so, frivolous for you. Hello. Not frivolous for me. <laughs> yeah, lipstick queen. 
yeah, I know. And this is <clears throat> the funny thing is right. So in that there was a survey, um, which um, a market research firm called Kantar did, and it was like a, a survey of ten thousand British women. This is a recent survey, um, and they found that women wear less makeup since the pandemic. Okay, so beauty routines have completely changed since lockdowns and everything like that. The cosmetics industry is struggling a little bit because obviously our budgets are being squeezed. Everything is like stupidly expensive now, right? So makeup, frivolous thing, can be cut. But then also the pandemic gave some women the self-confidence to go makeup free and do things like let their hair go grey um, and experiment with that. Like, you know, like Haji sometimes comes on here. And so I think she was one of those people that in lockdown, that's when she got the confidence to go grey. So I think like, do you know what I mean? People have made a lot of changes so it some people also think you know it's more about skincare now because you know self-care is a very big thing self-care and and skin routines and that kind of thing um what about you guys so how do you feel about makeup in general do you think you wear less of it now i definitely wear less of it yeah i generally yeah much less than i did at school and oh my god school was like every day university every day I could go a week without no makeup and I may might just put some on on the weekend if you know I'm going out or um I've never gone out makeup free like I don't go out out makeup free if I'm going out I'll wear some makeup but um maybe that's because my uh of my really exciting social life that I don't need to wear that much <laughs> makeup but but um yeah even on holiday like I've just come back from um holiday and I I took minimal makeup and I didn't even use that really a uh, bit of lip gloss and you get a bit sun-kissed anyway so your skin starts looking better anyway but you know more importantly slapping on SPF 50 and you, you, you're kind of done so definitely wearing less makeup I didn't really wear that much lipstick or lip gloss and I wear even less now because you know sometimes I still wear a mask and which is the death of lipstick really I know, but I wear lipstick with a mask on. I did actually wear lipstick with a mask on. Like I was one of those people. I was like, under this mask, (laughs) I have got red lipstick on, and I used to like put my mask in such a way to kind of like have a gap for my (laughs) lips. Um, yeah, you can get those guards. You get those guards. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have. I just. Key. I had a normal mask, and it, obviously the lipstick did get on the mask. But I used to try and put it in such a way that um, I had a little bit of a gap, like for my lips. Um, I do like lipstick, and you know, sometimes I'm like on a grey, shitty day, or depending on what I'm wearing. If I'm wearing very monotone things, I'll put like a red lipstick or something to just brighten up my life. Um, well, red but, lipstick sales have gone way tanked completely, haven't they? That's that's mm, what I'll keep it going. Bit. Oh, it's literally me. It's literally me. I mean, you've got it. I mean, between the probably the three of us, um, yeah, you'll keep it going. Yeah, I'll keep oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kenneth? So I think from early age, and I think Rami, you're going to identify with this. Is like I had bad skin, mm-hmm. and that's why you know, I when you have bad skin, makeup. it was why I was wearing. And I only really used to wear foundation to even at the skin tone, and that's what I always wore from like late school onwards. But I never used to wear, as you know, I never used to wear very much makeup. And at uni, I had one like the first year of uni, I had one lipstick, which was only for going out, and that was it. You know, that was only when we we're going out clubbing. Mm. And I think I think I've just kept that. That's my first lipstick, literally. And um, you've you still got that lipstick. I've still got that empty <laughs> case with the little ribbon. Oh, okay. Horrible brown color that everyone used to wear. Oh my god, that brown, day. yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, so it's it's just like yeah, I never used to, 
wear a lot and I still don't and whatever I do wear is generally really natural but now um I, I think we've come into like I, I do why one of the reasons I do radio is because no one can see my face <laughs> but now we've got to the point of with social media switched you know I was doing radio before social media and it's switched and you found out like you have to go to the studio and do your face because you never know who's going to come in and take a million photos and post mm. them everywhere it's that kind mm. of I have to be so self-aware of where am I going am I going to be like snapped even by accident like is somebody going to turn up and you know I really I hate that the fact that I can't go like a tramp anywhere anymore like no but then I can't don't you feel I do I do those school runs it's me no that's fine <laughs> but you're not going to be there like meeting somebody like say I go to see my client I might want to go in my trainers I might want to go yeah yeah I might, yeah I might want to go okay this is actually quite a nice top I don't know why I'm wearing this at home but yeah <laughs> I wouldn't be wearing this I'd be wearing some like tatty I think I just picked this up because I wore it the other day and it was there and I hadn't put it away so <laughs> that, but <laughs> But I'd be wearing some tatty t-shirt. I'm like, anything that I'm about to throw is what I wear at home all the time. And I'm like, hurry One up. One step away from the bin, yeah. And then I will throw you away. I will wear something to death. So I'm one of those people who doesn't really, really care at home. I will not wear makeup. It is about skincare for me. And it's always been about skincare for me. Because um, I've struggled. And even now, like, I've got a little patch here. Like, I don't know what it is. I need to get it checked. Mm. And it won't go away. And I'm more worried about that than makeup. Yeah, um, me too. Then, it's all about retinols, and it's all about anti-aging, yeah. and it's all about um, self-care. Mm. Yeah, like masks and stuff. Yeah. I'd rather do all of that than than facial massages and yeah, all that all kind of, that. of stuff. But I do think, like, I've gone sort of two ways. So I'm still very extreme, no makeup person. But even for stuff like this, like I've just like got a tinted moisturizer <laughs> on, and that's it. You know, like now like, I'm, I'm really like not wearing any makeup. You can tell because my eyes look. I've got, got no eyelashes but sometimes um, you but, can just turn the filter up you know on a zoom you i know can set it yeah, to make fi- me look good and it'll just like zzz. don't need any does it that. i don't i have never i don't even know you yeah. can do that oh you can yeah you can but settings love settings some, <laughs> but i on the other so i'm like when i do wear makeup now though i do end up wearing more makeup so like to go to radio i put makeup on because i know i have to do that one shot of me in the studio and it's like usually I wouldn't have had to mm. so I'd go in half dressed like top dressed but I'm not dressed <laughs> I do, do. Uh, let, I do. let's just uh, put it out confirm you have pants oh, no, on I wear clothes, you have pants on like, okay like, yeah yeah I have yeah yeah <laughs> sorry I didn't even see I do those say those stupid things where people go like what but um but yeah so I'll be in my joggers and my trainers at the bottom and wearing a nice top and top with some makeup done and I'll do my bit and then I'll tie my hair back and rub band and no one can I'm not gonna that's it you know I wonder if the same things have happened I mean the similar things have happened with clothes right like loungewear yes, is like exactly. sky high yeah and I the love same it suits it's nice suits and all this and like you know but it is um, nice to dress up though too so when I dress oh, yeah. up I do make an effort I went out on Saturday and you know again mum's old sorry you know you'd be proud and um mum's old sorry with a new with you know with a new blouse and, and, you know, dress, and I wore my red lipstick on nice. Saturday night. And I don't, so for me, even my, so that's why I've got red nails still, by the way. Um, but for me, like, my makeup is generally very natural. I don't often wear a dark lipstick. I don't often wear loads of eyeshadow. It's just, like, you know, making sure my skin tone's okay, accenting, accenting my eyes and making sure I've got some colour in my cheeks. Literally, that's it. Mm. That is my makeup. Um, 
So when I do dress up, I do want to feel like I've dressed up. Yeah. I, it's, I, yeah. I, that's me. Notice you don't get bombarded with makeup, um, ad- advertising and all that kind of stuff. You do at Christmas because it's all about glitter and parties and all Glam that sort of stuff. And, yeah, but, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So at Christmas, yeah, I did, did tend to see a lot on my Instagram, like just being bombarded with makeup stuff and all that kind of stuff. But now, not really. It's, it's more skincare. It's more skincare, isn't it? It's more skincare. Yeah, it is more skin care. Good skin, just looking after yourself. It's better on good skin anyway. Like, yeah, it putting makeup on bad skin doesn't help you look any better. Definitely. Well, I don't know. Made me feel. Well, no, no, it does. Yeah, I know it does. I know to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, in long term, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, so it's it's a nice thing that I think people are concentrating more on skincare. Even though I I'm late to this game, right? Like I literally started using SPF uh, in 2020. Which is so stupid. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh I God, was putting Palmer's cocoa butter on my face, mate. Until well, I'm about just thinking about Rummy our early days when we both had that bad skin and we were going to have like treatment. Do you remember? It was like yeah. SPF, 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 SPF. SPF, mate. Oh, yes, because it was like awful back 25. then. 25. 25. Yeah. yeah. SPF. Oh, my God. What? What is... I think I thought that... I was like, you're one of these idiots who thought that, oh, I'm brown, I'll be all right. But obviously not. So... Literally, I was still putting Palmer's cocoa but uh, body lotion on my face until I was about uh, thirty six or something like that. So uh, yeah, it's uh, but all right. I, you drink. It's okay. You drink gallons of water. Water, so yeah. Fine. But I do think it, you got to work. You know, some things like all these expensive creams and things that aren't necessarily the way to go for everybody. You've got to find what works for your skin. Absolutely, and I think you have to actually play around with a few things until it's you find what works for you. Well, I use this cream, which is £100 a pot. And this is a cream that I was, Rummy and and uh, another friend got for me for my birthday, as part of my birthday. And it was like the um, like a, uh, a little so- uh, size of it so I could try it. And I kind of thought, oh my God, I'm going to go to sleep, slap this £100 night cream on. In the morning, I'm going to look like a completely different person because this is like worth £100 looked the same in the morning obviously right and then (laughs) and then and you know it it was good and then I kind of when I finished I was like this is a good product do I want to buy this and it says it's got this and this and this but then I started using other stuff like just oils and other stuff which was just about moisturizing and I thought I don't know if I need all this like I don't know if I need retinols and I don't even know what I'm doing with the retinols anyway but like the amount of stuff that people are putting on their face now is like I feel like I need a pharmacy degree to understand what the hell they are doing or what these What's things are. What's your routine? Are. What's your routine? So, okay, um, it, it changes and I have used various things. I used to use like uh, these serums and stuff from The Ordinary, but then they felt a bit like watery and I was like, I don't see, I didn't see any benefit. I just felt sticky, like my skin was sticky and watery. What I do now is, so I use the three-step clinic thing, which is like the facial soap moisturizer toner which I've been doing for quite a while actually and I like those I like it and it works for me but I'm now into you know vitamin c the actual vitamin c so there's it's it's clinique right so I'm not sponsored I'm not being sponsored by the way I'm just you know being honest with what I use so like a drop of this um vitamin c thing in my moisturizer I put that on um as just uh after I wash my face and um I uh on top of that I have this Factor 30 face cream thing, which is that brand, which I don't know how to pronounce, but it's La Roche-Posay or something like that. Yes, La Roche-Posay. I mean, yeah. 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 yeah, so it's Factor 30, uh, not Factor 50 like some people, but I'm, I'm getting there, right? So then I put that on and then good. that's it. 
and then at night so i'll obviously take off my makeup off and everything and then uh use like a clinique uh facial cleanser thing and then i will um do i'll i found recently had a a facial at lush um and they gave me some of the products to take home so one of them is like it's a solid facial oil and you like massage it on your skin um and it's so nice like honestly it smells amazing and it, it works as well as that 100 pound face cream in terms of what i look like in the morning and the level of moisturization in my skin i feel like it's good i think i probably do need an eye cream i had one from boots and it's finished so i need to get back one with that and i use a toner and that's it really that's it and can i just say one thing though that my mom told me to do and i've started doing for the last few months she said when you wash your face in the morning with water get a few slices of cucumber rub it on your skin and then wash it off and put cream on so i do that and it's kind of like it wakes me up in the morning as well because it's like cold cucumber on your face you but do get that like puffy eyes yeah yeah and i've got puffy eyes but i get them because of cold if i put cold on my eyes so i've because of the blepharitis and my mind mm. gets really bad yeah so i have to wash my eyes with hot water not cold okay yeah I know. So, yeah, this, that's what I'm saying. You've got to find what works for you. So if I wash my eyes, with what I'll find my, my swelling goes down. Whereas most people, it's like, put something cold on your eyes to get the puffiness down. Do you... I think I've been a little bit put off by makeup as well. Skincare seems to me a little bit easier than the whole primer, <gasps> oh. uh, undercoat, Is base. That... Undercoat? <laughs> yes! Undercoat, Dulux. It's like, are you painting um... a wall or doing your face? I, I don't get this it anymore. what it feels like. Because you, before you even get to your foundation, you've got Wait. to have put three things on, like primer and then pore control and then... Uh, well, primer is undercoat, right? But that's how I feel. That's how I just <laughs> and feel then you've got to do intimidated the by flipping, but contouring, what to do, contouring. This but you don't have to. Did we before? Did our moms do that? No, but the thing, no. but we are different in that way. Listen, fault. <laughs> no, listen. Look, when we used to go out clubbing, partying, whatever, right? We just used to slap glittery eyeshadow on with our fingers, right? And that random brown lipstick that we all had, which you still have the remnants <laughs> of, Kirat. And I we know, weren't, right, you, nobody had. That's how little. Yeah, nobody had, you know, uh, camera phones, filters, anything like that. You know, we took pictures. We thought we looked good. We did look good, probably. But, you know, it wasn't about contouring this, that, whatever. We didn't even know how to do any of these things anyway. Oh, my God. You shared that picture recently. Which one? In our WhatsApp group. The one where actually that was at when you lived in Acton, and we were going out to Shanti. That and was it? I had like my hair was like a great big mane behind me. You shared a picture. Oh, did you like, have a purple yeah. top on? You had a purple top. I think on so. It. Yeah. 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 No. No. That was. I think that was still at uni. That was at uni. No, it wasn't. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. 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 But that is us going out. Exactly. That's that, that's at uni. It, that's someone's. The, I'm, I'm looking at it oh, now. I can't it's remember definitely now. Are you at uni. It now? And there was no I'm undercoat, base coat, primer. You know, setting spray, anything like oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That. That. Picture. I still had red lipstick then, didn't I? I have my red lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were really, really into your red lipstick. I didn't ever do red lipstick at uni. I don't think ever. You, I think I, you made me wear like a pinky purpley one once. Well, I think when you had this red dress and then you wore it once, didn't you? When you had that red, that oh, really yeah, that nice that red I, dress. You made me wear that red one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that dress. Yeah. So I will just say, though, that this whole makeup thing and not wearing makeup and, OK, we we're at home, we don't have to. Sometimes in lockdown, I would still put on makeup because I just wanted, if I looked at myself in the mirror, I wanted to be like, oh, do you know what? I look the way I want to look and I look, I don't look like I'm half dead, which I felt like I was half dead a lot of the time with homeschooling and everything, you know. And I, and, and I, I still feel like psychologically, 
I feel a little bit more powerful when I have eyeliner that's winged to perfection. I do. That's you know? the thing. I think makeup can used right make you just feel good, make you feel a bit more confident sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. But I was going to say the other thing is, you know, like men, that natural look that men love, you know, so they don't understand that. Do they? That has, do, what? Yeah, this, they do, they okay. don't they? Okay. For, I don't for know. For guys that say they like that, nat- for guys that say, and we know there's guys that say, we want the girl to look natural, right? My dad's one of those. He says it to my mum, natural, she like the end. But you don't understand, like, you know, still doing things like eyebrows and stuff like that. You know, like, work goes into looking natural as yeah. what they Especially call, these days. Especially natural. today's natural is contour primer setting spray. That's what today's natural is. Yeah, but but I, th- I, <laughs> I felt like that at uni, though. Like, when guys used to say, oh, they're natural. Look, I'm, not, I'm natural. I'm not wearing any makeup. But <laughs> well, they're you know, like, not, like, not you, not you. <laughs> not you. No. <laughs> That's probably my problem. I didn't wear any makeup. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like that whole thing when guys goes, oh yeah, she's, or when people say, oh, she's so natural looking or my mum, my mum might look at go, oh yeah, see, she looks so natural. I'm like, mum, she's wearing like layers of makeup and just because she's wearing a light colour lipstick and she's still wearing <laughs> false eyelashes and she's still, just because she's wearing like black eyeshadow. This is natural. Natural. Actually. This is a yeah. natural look because I'm this not wearing kind of lipstick. natural, like tinted moisturiser. But yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? It's like, nat- the natural look is still makeup. Natural is no makeup. It's like, <laughs> that whole nonsense. Sorry, that is just like. This, this is why there are women who stay over at guys' houses and wake up at 5.30 in the morning to <laughs> put makeup on, quickly get back in bed and they're like, oh, oh my God, I, j- I just woke up like this. Because they're obviously they're like too scared to be seen as a natural, natural look. <laughs> yeah, but there's like, there's, I think it's a Katie Price. She says she's never, like she sleeps with the makeup on. She never like takes the makeup what? off and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they don't want to be seen. And I, I'm like, Rummy, you know, like you and me will probably have a heart attack. It's like, take your makeup off. Let your skin breathe. Mm. It's like, yeah, exactly. You know, it's that whole... It's really bad. Really bad for your skin. And it's like, but there are women that do that. And it's That's... like, I find I find that so terrifying. Mm. Um, I, I, I think, I do think though, that I, I feel like some women do shame other women for wearing a lot of makeup. And... I, I and I don't and I know and I don't think that's right either like um no. there was a woman called Rudgy um and she's a YouTuber and she's um have a has a big following on Instagram as well and she um came on and she said that when she was doing her YouTube what put her off of doing her YouTube and she had like 91,000 followers or something like that um so people cuz she wore a lot of makeup and then she had uh when she took her makeup off and people saw her with her makeup off she had bad skin you know she had acne and that's why she started wearing makeup and stuff and then people put like memes up saying oh um you know for your first date you should take a woman swimming and if she looks like this with no makeup on you know you shouldn't be with her that's cruel because i'm terrible like like, i know when having suffered like rummy you know this as well you know at that point in our lives when we had our skin was bad having foundation on just helped our confidence so much yeah. it was and your armor it was literally yeah your like, armor days you want to go out with a paper bag on your head yeah like your skin's yeah. that bad and you want to cry you don't want to go anywhere but it's like that was yeah something that made us feel a little bit better or made me definitely yeah. feel a little bit better to be able to go out and have 
that not that redness on my face and and mm. yeah you know it might still feel horrible but at least i know it looks a bit better than it was before and you mm. know especially in our community auntie is like hi there are more you know they come straight <laughs> to you and say it don't they and then auntie trolling auntie like, trolling yeah <laughs> but i think just yeah, this, this exactly. age of socials we just need to like it is just a cruel the internet socials can be such a cool place mm. and that's i think we were lucky growing up that we didn't have it yeah yeah i mean we say that so often on here don't we that we, yeah. we were lucky cuz we didn't have it but now like this is what i'm saying like i think the people who you know if you're into your lashes and um primer and all this kind of stuff and Enjoy contouring it. well yeah and and you know like i feel like as a as a woman right i think this is one of the things about us and i just think it's it's not i'm not stereotyping i think it's a natural thing animals do it too it's just the preening the grooming and i think that's part of it because it's actually a fun thing to do for a lot of women to have those grooming rituals and makeup is part of that to kind of you know you want to yeah feel good and it and it can be fun and i and i think that to just do it man maybe, you know if i had the patience and the skill to put false eyelashes on sometimes maybe i would but i don't i really just like things like that i just can't I do I it. do I love false eyelashes but I haven't got the patience to put them on all the time exactly, and I get, and I get right? worried about the glue. I'm going to try the magnetic ones where there's I've like an eye line ones now. Have you tried, tried it? I tried it at home and I was Did like wow this is really good it works but then I ha- again when I go out and like can I be bothered? No. <laughs> See <laughs> my I, sisters I, yeah. They my sisters say. are very good at this. They're very good at yeah. eyelashes, you know. Every they yeah, they know what they're doing. I don't clearly. Come Rami. I read I I was eyelash shamed when I um on my brother's wedding eyelashed. and I dared I dared to say to the lady who did my makeup who did it fantastically she she was great um that I'm going to skip the um eyelashes I can't be bothered and that you know they sort of you know after a while they whatever and I'm not really an experienced eyelash wearer yeah. <laughs> and she it was just like the look on her face it was just like how dare you like no and she forced me basically I mean at that five o'clock in the morning I wasn't that you know didn't really have to twist my arm I was just like yeah okay because obviously she really felt the look very was strongly incomplete. the look was incomplete <laughs> and I've got to take this photo and I've got to put it on my social media and if you haven't got eyelashes she's the on artist them, here you're ruining canceled. her work yeah. <laughs> can we can we just say though that right you have the most amazing eyelashes Robin. eyelashes like, anyway if, 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 if exactly there's someone that. who doesn't need it if there's someone who doesn't you, need fake yeah. eyelashes it's you yeah look i don't i don't um, i'm good i'm good with my eyelashes so she's like, yeah yeah but no 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 you have to wear them and then oh, she, you know and she's like i've got to take a photo i don't and, look look at my eyelashes yeah. like i'm not wearing any any eye makeup mm. and i look like i have no eyelashes i look like that as well <laughs> And the, the, one of the first things I noticed about Romy, I think I was sitting like behind you in lectures, like to the side, and I was like, oh, "Was that God, your that eyelashes? Girl, that girl's eyelashes? Oh my God, eyelash goals!" Because my short stubby like eyelashes are just not doing anything. So, um, so yeah, um, only, I had to have one good thing because then I, obviously, if you'd looked slightly further down, you oh my, Romy, like, shut up! But you know, pus, but that's that's how it feels. So it's it's what takes your attention away yeah. from accentuate. I, I have bad days with my skin still occasionally and you think that's the day if i'm going out i'm gonna wear bright red lipstick takes the attention away from that bit of my face yeah that that's what it is sometimes yes yeah yeah. it is it is but talking about eyelashes though so i don't have that many my blepharitis doesn't help me so i I, but thing is i'm probably the worst person to put mascara on as well like i Mm -hmm. forget because i'm always like i do my eyeliner 
okay, let my eyeliner dry, mascara, cut off and do everything else. And then, then like, oh, mascara, and like, go out. Oh, I haven't put any mascara on. It's like, I'm that person. Like, I am the person that fig- like skips bits of the makeup. Not the skincare, but makeup. I will, like, forget. Yeah. Oh, I didn't do that. Okay, I forgot that. I'm getting better mm. because I'm noticing, like, oh, like, I think I think my wake-up call was about three years ago that I have to, like, look after, like, how I look a bit more now. Mm. Was I was at the radio station and Gary Sundu turned up. Rago. And wanted an interview and wanted to do his whole it was his comeback tour and he wanted to do like a million selfies and stuff and I was like, <laughs> I was like What were you like? Natural, natural. Like, Somebody <laughs> get me some cucumber <laughs> Anything give me anything to sort my face out. That was that day was my lesson learnt. Like literally, yeah. like I can't come to radio looking like a tramp. Mm-hmm. Mm. so you know Wait, do you think it will bounce back it will bounce back it will bounce well, back makeup. It? makeup in general i think we go through I mean, phases though i think trends yeah. and phases like remember it's, we it's had a phase. The, the era of the makeup artist the mua you know yeah. we had that whole thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. you've had like tv shows about makeup what's the one stacy is it stacy what's glam the, what's up it is it glam, glam up, up or something, something like, like, that, like that yeah yeah you know you've glow got up, glow so up. there is a whole glow up blow up yeah blow up so it's like that whole thing and now it's like skincare and then it'll go back to like okay we need to look a bit different now like it's experiment yeah. experiment with makeup again mm. i mean look at the yeah. 70s and the blue eyeshadow and but but mm. i think like let's not forget there are people out there who are putting lashes on that can be seen from outer space on a daily basis and acrylics that are like also can be seen from outer space because they're so long and you know the oh you know the over bright under eye thing like it's called bake White or something underneath is yeah that's what right. i'm saying it's like yeah. the complete yeah so this is the, the the look of it's the 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 modern girl look you know i mean i think we kind of are a bit well, too late to years. learn even to, we're too late to learn that now and um i don't know if so i don't know if the natural natural look is going to come it is a trend this is the that's it in five years that's it yeah that's it, and hopefully people have still some eyelashes left after that. We know what works for us, and I, I think we know what works for us, and we just go with that. And I think as women, younger women get older, they will learn what works for them. Yeah, I yeah, think. that's true. That's that's true. Um, so okay, lastly, right, I want to come on to we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you know the male ego and how men and women are different and that kind of thing. Um, and I just want to talk about this because, um. There has been a survey of more than 2,000 adults carried out by YouGov for the dating app Bumble. And it found that there is like a so-called romance gap, which is negatively affecting many people's quest to find a partner. And so part of this survey shows that some women are changing their behavior on dates to allow their male partners to conform to society's expectations, you know, like so men take the lead and and being a little bit more stronger you know um i don't know i i feel like is this people being true to themselves are they kind of playing to gender stereotypes and also i found you know i thought it's quite interesting for us to discuss it the fact that two of us are married you know get you're not married and what do we as married women kind of alter our behavior a little bit to be like oh do you know what you i'll let you have that one right is it something that women have always done and and in the on the dating front would you do that? So, what do you think? I let Gilith go first because I haven't dated anyone in like twenty years. 
<laughs> More oh than that, God. probably. Um, I, so I'm just like thinking about a scenario <coughs> that I, I have with um, a, a certain person who I dated like when I came out of my whole thing, but we're still friends now. And um, like he does, if he's listening, he's going to kill me, but um, he does this whole thing. And I, but I, I say it openly to him, like, you know, he, he was very much the like the gentleman and the this and that on the date. And I was like, okay, this is how he is. It's lovely. So you don't mind it if they're being a gentleman. I don't mind, but I was still myself. But like now we're friends and he'll still do that macho thing. I stop being macho. You're not macho. Like now, obviously I know him better. Like three years later, we're friends. Um, and I couldn't date him for that kind of stuff. And he like, he'll say stuff like, oh, Gareth, I need to man up, don't I? I don't need to do it. I'm like, I'm, so I'm like, are you trying to say I'm more man than you? And it's, uh, we have those kind of conversations where mm. like, you know, it's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to do that. You don't have to um, be like, open the door for me or, you know, you don't have to do that all the time. That's not normal for you to do all the time when we're <clears> dating, and you know, like, <throat> just be yourself. I'd rather you be yourself. Um, Cause if you're dating somebody, you want to learn the real them and not the fake them. But you do want to see that they, they have manners and they have that kind of thing too. But it, but not to the point where they're altering the behavior. So he was altering his behavior to be, to be more, more macho, to be more macho and be more charming and be more that kind of stuff. Like you know the prince charming and macho and prince charming that kind of combination. But um, yeah, I mean, but I think everyone alters their behavior. I don't think it's just women. But when women you know does it like I'm, I'm just gonna have so many unpopular opinions of this one but sometimes when women alter their behavior they do it deliberately because they want to be fussed over pampered over that kind of stuff nakare. and men want to feel like that, that yeah nakare, yeah and you know we have songs in Punjabi about you know then about nakare, yeah yeah right so because they find that becoming and men love pandering to women's like a beautiful woman's needs because it makes them feel like their hero. So there is that kind of thing as well. And we can't deny that that, that exists in our psyche, the male psyche, the female psyche. Maybe, I don't know if it's nature and nurture, but it seems to work. Like it seems to work in nature and animals as well, right? So it's like, um, yeah. but it, it, it's, it's, you know, so is it, I, I don't know, but we all alter our behavior in different scenarios. So that's a, that's why I was, I'm, I'm not some I don't think I'm somebody that does mm. I might pipe down but if, if I think him altering his behavior or a guy being nice to me and you know like I've often been said if someone does something nice for you just take it I'm the kind of person that goes no no it's okay I'll do it but it makes the man feel nice to do something nice for me I should be like okay thank mm. you and I've had to learn to like sometimes be like, okay, thank you. And even though I'm like, oh, I can do this myself. It's okay. But <laughs> it's like... I do that. I do that all the time. Oh, no, no, I can do it. No, no, I'll, I'll do everything. And, l- and so, let them. I, it's like, it's all right. But you do things for them, right? Well, exactly. Like sometimes, you know, my husband says to me like, oh, why are you acting like you're like a single mom or something? You, I can do these things for you. Like he literally wants to do them. So I'm like, okay. But in my head, you know, I am that person who you know, used to sing all the lyrics to Destiny's Child, Independent Woman, on the dance floor at the top of my voice. Like, do you get what I mean? So I we, sing them now. Well, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> you have that kind of thing. Oh, I can do everything. I don't need you. I don't need a man and stuff. But but I think, like you're saying, sometimes it is like a man wants to do these things because it makes them feel like, oh, I'm being a man. I'm being the provider. Or I'm being, you know, the protector. 
Do you get what I mean? But they change their behaviour too. So don't. it's not just yeah, women that change I, It's not behavior. just women. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's not just Men women. Men change I think their behaviour. Yeah, you're always going to be, you know, you want to, you're putting your best foot forward, right? Especially on a first date. I don't think, I don't think anybody's themselves, really. It's a bit of a front. You're trying to live up to this, whatever profile you've written for yourself, you know, you've got to put the, and I think it's like consistent dating with that person. And then it starts, you know, you're, that's what you're doing, right? You you start shedding those layers and you start actually going, oh, actually, no, I want to be a bit more relaxed or, or then you, then you don't like maybe what's underneath and then you move on to the next person and then you start shedding those layers with somebody else. Right. So yeah, I think it's quite natural not to. I, I do think these days when people are dating, they want to be themselves totally immediately. And they're saying you shouldn't be this and you shouldn't be that. And you shouldn't be this. But I think, I think, that rush to date and know people. Everyone's so impatient these days. That mm. rush to get to know... People don't get to know people. So, like, the guy who I'm talking about, the friend who's now now a friend, like, you know, again, it was that... Like, he already had in his head... Uh, in Had in his head ideas of, oh, I must be... Because I'm a bit more, like, relaxed and outspoken in some ways, or I share my opinions, not in a nasty way, not in like a challenging way. I wasn't challenging him all the time or anything like that, but just like, no, I think this, or I think this, and, or really, okay. Like, you know, you just have a conversation about stuff, but in mm. his head he's going, oh my God, she's going to be this and she's going to be, and then three years later, he's like, like, actually I'm not. And it's like, we're friends. I mean, it's yeah. never going to be anything more than that, but mm. it's like, you know, he's like, I, I got you wrong. Like, I'm like, yeah, because it takes time to get to know somebody. You can't, I mean, one of the reasons why I stopped dating the guy was that after two weeks, he wanted to introduce me to his mum. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he took me to his cousin's house and where his auntie was, you know. And it was like, whoa, hello. You know, it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, barely know you, mate. But he, it was that kind of rush. And like I've said to you know, now as friends, I've said to him, like, take time to get to know somebody. Don't go through your checklist. Mm. And I think it's like that rush and impatience. I know people my age, they're very impatient to still get to know people because they just want to get married because, oh my God, you know, um, we're past our sell-by date, apparently. Um, So that that whole thing and then just in a rush. And we're young and the young, I find with the younger crowd as well, they just like, they want to date, they want to meet somebody and they go through their criteria. And if they don't meet it straight away, they forget that you have those God, well, it grows sometimes, doesn't it? It grows and you, it, it takes time well, you, to grow. People aren't themselves on a first date, like you're saying. Mm. Yeah. So you're just not yourself. Kind of going back to that, you know, making men feel more powerful just to kind of have an easier life yourself. Like, do you think that um, our elders, the like the female elders in our families have actually did that their whole lives, you know, to keep the peace and like, I don't know if you heard that saying, um, what is it? Uh, no, no, they're uh, saying a man is the head of the family, but the woman is the neck and she can neck. turn the head any way she wants. So oh, that's from my big fat Greek wedding, is it? Not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I've spoken about this like with uh, friends before ages ago and they loved that, that saying, you know, like, oh, my God, this is this is how it is. And this is it's true. And and this is that whole thing of like. You make a man think, oh, you're the head of the family, this, that, whatever. But you can exert your authority in different ways. Like I, I, I do feel like elders in our families and community did do that. Do you think? Do you, do you guys agree with that? Yes and no. 
I mean, I think some, I think some men really knew that they did not want to be controlled in any way, shape, or form. And there's, you know, you, there's that man. I am refused to be under the thumb. If there was any signal that he's under the thumb and he's not the man of the house in any way, shape, or form. And even now, if a guy mocks, you know, like you know, in the in the in the lad circle, it's like, oh yeah, you know, he's under man. Under the thumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's the boss? Who wears the pants? Yeah, who wears the pants and all that kind of stuff. You get it all the time. And I I always say to like, you know, let them say what they want as long as you're happy in your relationship. Mm. They've, you know, they've obviously got issues. Uh, You know, I kind of say that. Just don't worry like to guys because I have a lot of male friends who have that whole issue. But, But, you know, you know, traditionally growing up, we, my parents, they did their very, they, it was very traditional setup, right? So my mum did all the cooking and the cleaning and my dad did the gardening and it, it was very very traditional roles and my and obviously myself and my brothers have grown up looking at that and then you kind of you know you go into your dating life with those with that sort of backdrop and perhaps that when you meet this other person there's you know those traditional or the longer we've been in this country all, all traditional roles and feminism and all that sort of stuff it's just you know, we're not seeing those traditional roles as much, but perhaps mm. we're, that's where we are in our comfort zones. And it's been, it's been, a, you know, a, a process of coming out of that sort of, oh, no, I, you know, I don't need to be in this traditional role. I want to, you know, do other things. Mm. And it's, 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 you know, it's about finding yourself and finding what the, you know, how you're going to, you know, because I, I would look at that and go, oh, God, I don't want to, I don't want to be you know, do what my mom does and do what my mom did and I want to do something different and and, and then finding you know but the traditional roles worked for them like and for yes, so many no, for so did, many generations course. the traditional yeah. roles worked for them and it was very you know everyone's they were like for them like here it's all really muddled now I think yes it's, that's what I'm you trying know, to say it's really it's muddled, muddled yeah. now yeah. yeah it's really muddled and now and yes I'm not saying roles they were defined that's my responsibility. That's your responsibility. Yeah. They worked as a team. They got the job done. And now it's like, mm. I can do this. You don't have to. I can do that too. I can. It's that kind of sometimes you find. And we can, mm. you know, like I find mm. as a single woman, I have to do everything. You know, sometimes I wish, you know, like the benefits of being with a partner sometimes is like, and take this is wrong out. for me to think, well, take the bins out. I'm like, sometimes stuff on my car, you know, I have to do my car. I have to check the water. I check the oil. And I, I'm not saying that in my relationship, in a relationship, that's what the man should do. But traditionally, that's what in my household, my dad's always done Yeah, that. in my household my, as Before well. a long journey, my dad's done that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like he taught me growing up that, you know, because I started driving when my mom didn't drive until after she was married. It wasn't needed back then not everybody had two cars in a household growing up mm. um my dad drove us everywhere but when i got my car it the first thing my dad taught me was to check same the oil, check same the oil, check all of i was that, taught you know. i was taught that as well and i and i did that i think i did that more than tony like at the beginning because i i'd been taught and i then i'd worked in the car industry for a year remember yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and so i i was like oh you know i can do all these things but like, but you know, like with um, this whole thing of like, oh, we've grown up seeing these things, and then we we actually do. It's in there, you know, the stuff that you described, Rami, like this traditional setting and the stuff that you do. For example, like putting a man's dinner in for him, putting serving the dinner like on a plate. Like my sister does that now. Me and my sister talk about this because um, sure, I don't know about my little sister actually because she's married as well. But my middle sister definitely because I've spent more time around them as a couple. That she'll always he never puts his food in. 
My brother-in-law will never put his food in. She always puts a plate in for him. He literally just sits there and put, and she puts the plate in for him. And, you know, it's like, I'm not, oh, that's really nice of you to do. I don't always do that, you know. I and do. Slightly like, likes it when I do that. That's what I'm saying. Because some men, they, they like that. And it is that mm. thing of, the, it's a very traditional thing. And it's a very like, oh, I'm, you know, it's nice. I'm being looked after in a way and it's it's not like some people would be like well why are you doing that why is he not putting your plate in it's like do yeah. you know what he probably does okay. a, a million other things so, and also you know sometimes I mean? he does yeah it's just a and also yeah it's just but it's, the thing there's is many why, other things that they do for you yeah but that's yeah. what i'm saying it's between I, that's the dynamic between a couple and i always think that people shouldn't like sometimes you know like we'll be out in a like a family event or we'll be out with the aunties at an event or something and the aunties are like, you know i have the pleasure of escorting them sometimes um being unmarried i'm the one that gets to go um <laughs> the chaperone you're the chaperone, the chaperone. for the aunties yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like or oh my god or you know they have their judgment of the way mm. they do things and the way, and, and i i sometimes like, jump in and say it's between them let them do what they need to do. It's none yeah. of your business. I, you know, mm. I, I'm that person. Like, whether she pours it for himself, whether she, she, you know, how they eat or whether they eat out of the same plate, is none of your business. It's like tonuki, you know. It's well, like, yeah, it's what works for. It's what the works for the two of you, I think. Yeah, you know, it was really funny because, <clears throat> like, my my uh, bibby, my nanny, she um, so she really liked Tony, and you know, she was like a big fan of him and, and loved him and whatever and then she you know what she said this was her her benchmark of being a good husband to me right she's like oh you know in Punjabi she said this she's like oh, I've noticed that you know d- did you see that he never lets Rina take his dirty dishes out when he's eaten he always does it himself look at him you know that was <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she's and, so and she, I know it's so sweet and I always remember that Aww. And sometimes he even takes my dirty dishes as well. Oh my god! But um, in you know that house, for them that was a big thing because the men yeah, would just in sit my there. House, my dad does that. That drives my mom insane. What? Like oh, he takes the dishes. I'm off. the woman of the house. I'll do it. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes like it's like sometimes she's like, I, yeah. My dad does that. It drives my mom insane. It's like I'm the woman of the house. Let me do it. You sit. You be a man and you sit there. Like this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, right? So it's like yeah it was funny yeah when i visit my parents after 20 years of marriage they're still like but what will your husband eat and i'm like he'll so you my dad would be like so you've cooked food and you've put it in the fridge yeah and i'm like no dad there's a fridge at home and there's food in the cupboards and he will be fine he'll eat (laughs) it's okay and they're still expecting those traditional roles of right but you're here that's great and it's lovely to see you but you have made three days worth of food for your husband right and i'm like yeah yeah." my my baby said that to me every time yes it's easy to say yes isn't it i just say yeah of course i did i made him chicken and i'm like no i made him anything do you know what like i i i don't know if people know this but i am probably living in that traditional setup at the moment and since i stopped like since i had um the third baby you know I then took a break from work and it has been this traditional setup like he's a main breadwinner you know I've fit my work around the children and and it is like that he and plus he doesn't know how to cook anyway so it's me doing those traditional things and it was hard to be like oh my god this is so like are we in the 1950s or whatever obviously it doesn't necessarily mean you're not in the 1950s but for me it was difficult 
those traditional roles, right? Because I was a bit like, what situation am I in that I'm not going out and working and doing, bringing an equal amount of money in and we're totally doing exactly the exact same things. But I've come after a few years, right? I've come to the kind of arrange, like just an understanding in my own mind that obviously men and women are, you do different roles of equal value and that's sometimes equity. hard yeah yeah and, and, and it's not equality isn't it so it's that exactly thing. exactly and that's sometimes hard when you've kind of been taught a certain way you know we were like oh go to uni be independent do your job financial independence brilliant but there are some times when you have to be like okay i'm i've had a kid and i need to step back in career because i'm looking after i've literally my body is recovering from childbirth you know and you're the one earning and you're the one earning all the the money and stuff so um so yeah we, you know that and I and I am and I do go. Oh my God, I'm going away to my parents. Like I, I've made this and that. I mean, he normally just goes, oh whatever. I'll just get takeout anyway, whatever. Because he he's one of those guys that's not going to be. Like, oh, I'm going to cook. He's not going to do that. So and then and people also have things to say about this because even people like cousins and stuff have come in, spent some time with us, and gone. Oh, he doesn't do much around the house, does he? Like that, you know. And it's been a day where they haven't seen wow. him rush rush to take. I know. I just go, yeah, he doesn't. That's yeah. what I say. I'm like, Sometimes oh yeah, he doesn't. Because you know I'm just, what works for you. If you it's what, exactly. If you want to think that, that's then the thing, it's okay. You know, and the other thing is you're talking about work and being career women and everything. And the same goes for men as well, right? Um, the majority of us don't want to be prime minister. The majority of us do not want to be the director of a multi-billion empire where you're pulled in a million directions and calling the shots 24-7 and on call to the whole world. You don't want to be that. Majority of us just want to work to provide for your family and have a nice, balanced, stable life. Have a roof over your head. Enjoy a couple of holidays a year. Do those things, right? So why are you working in the first place if you can't enjoy that family that mm. you've created? Mm. It, yeah. I think it's, everything's a balancing act. And I think, you know, when you're younger, you're like, yeah, I want to do this and do this and do this and do this. And, you know, I've watched people at my age who have gone out all guns blazing, got married, and suddenly they're nowhere to be seen. Because their goal was to get married, essentially. And now they're enjoying their family time. They can't be bothered with the work side. They've taken a total step back. And fair but enough. They you know. went out to prove themselves, you know, all guns blazing and yeah. bang, bang, bang. And then it's quite, that's fair enough. But that's what I'm saying. Ultimately, what are we all here for? That's what you, what this is, Listen, you? we're going to have to do a uh, an episode on that one day like what does success look like is it you know career <laughs> can success be you know just looking after your children at home yeah i think for women it's quite it, it's just uh, a big talking point do you know what i mean is success mm. oh we've made a massive you know career for ourselves and stuff and the people that are like at home with their kids and have no uh kind of ambition to do that doesn't I mean just want to say something you know really I mean? scared, like something which might be a bit unpopular but you know for some women success is marrying a successful man yeah yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yes. Okay, so TBC on that. TBC on that. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much um, for today. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Please do like it. Um, please do share it. Um, make sure that you have subscribed if you haven't already. You can follow me on Instagram at Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect or at Rena D. Annabelle. Um, and until next week, that's it from us. Bye. Bye. Bye.